Persistence. Persistence. No. Ephesians 6 and verse number 18. Pray always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. And watching there unto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Persistence. Persistence. Not slothful in business, but fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Romans 12, 11, 12, 12 says to the instant in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, giving to hospitality to be instant in prayer. Jude and verse 20, but ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. When persistent, do it. Call yourself anything, whether you're a Bible teacher or a Bible, call yourself anything. Once you are a believer, please be persistent. Not slothful, but followers of them with faith and patience inherit the promises. Heavenly Father, we approach the world with all humility of heart, all sense of reverence, thanksgiving, all gravity. Thank you for the good in the world. In the ministry of what to lives, thank you for eternal life. Thank you for healing power. A manifestation of eternal life. We give you glory and honor and praise and worship. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. I've been preaching you. I've been preaching at you. Best better. And I'm saying in that he has offered a better testament by Christ's death and resurrection. There is no need for the Old Testament anymore. A better, a better sacrifice. A Sacrifice. Hebrews 8 and verse 6. But now have he obtained a more excellent ministry. Superior or supernatural ministry. But how much also he is. The going between or mediator of a better covenant. Which was established upon better promises. Better superior Hebrews 9 and verse 10 which 
food in meats and dreams carnal ordinances imposed upon them until the time of reformation was come until the time when things were made perfectly or truly right if the blood of bulls and of goats and ashes and when he has sprinkled you unclean, sanctified to the purified by the flesh, how much more, how much more shall the blood of Christ, hey! the blood of Christ, of Christ, said, take heed to yourselves and to all of the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers. To fit the church of the living God which he purchased by his blood. Hebrews, I mean Acts 20 and verse 28. I think it's gonna be tantamount to a disdain, a despise, a disapproval of Christ's blood. When we forsake the elemental benefits contained in it. And we seek promises under the Old Testament, promises offered on the grounds of the blood of bulls. I see several times believers quoting the Old Testament, quoting the Psalms and Isaiah and several prophetic scriptures of the Old Testament, which all most times point to what shall be done what can be done what God has promised to do as it is the New Testament has invalidated the old on the grounds of fulfillment he said we declare unto you glad tidings this is what the gospel is all about you angelizo, you angelizo, glad tidings, you angelizo. Good news! Acts 13. Good news of a lifetime. How that the promise which was made unto the fathers God had fulfilled the same unto us their children in that he had raised up Jesus again in that Christ was raised again from the dead God's truth revealed in Christ came to pass First, seven and verse twenty-five. But the word of the Lord endured forever, and this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Titus one and verse two. In hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began, but has fulfilled His word through preaching committed to my trust. 
It is done. As opposed to it will be done. The moment you refuse to agree with the status quo and the spiritual modus operandi that the Old Testament by tenets and laws and commandments and several prophecies around it has become invalidated by the new you're going to get this tracking confusion the confusion of will he do it or has he done it this has been a very serious contention in the word circles it determines singing it determines sermons and deliberately i've seen some pastors in the word circles in the genet circles i mean who will say well this this done 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 is is an alluring revocated <laughs> one time in one church to visit and the very wonderful brother described as rebel's boy was on stage preaching at lagos and then he said please 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 he wasn't talking with me he wasn't talking to me he didn't even know i was around i was just about to step in when he said please I don't want to bring any of Rainbow's creed here. This is Lagos. <laughs> he wouldn't agree I heard him. He wouldn't deny he ever said this. But then those who are engaged after said, they've been arguing. And what is Rainbow's creed? It is done. It is done. It is done. It is done. And that became a mockery. I was shocked. I was so shocked. When two people gave at different circumstances certain revelations out their perception of my ministry and I will let you hear this today I've said it before and it's always interesting when I hear people give me a direct feedback as to what they think I'm doing to them or how they think I'm touching their lives or marrying the spiritual growth for instance I'm preaching at healing stream and then I preached on healing power. And at the end of the service, a pastor said to me, I thank God I didn't bring my friend. If I brought my friend, he would have had this nonsense again. I said, you mean nonsense? I was in a place one day, I see how two stories reserved. Just hear this. And I'm explaining, I'm explaining First Timothy chapter number four. Meditate on these things. Give thyself wholly unto them. Then thy profiting or thy thy advancement shall appear to all. I'm at verse 16 of 1st Timothy 4. At a particular meeting. Are you in church? Take heed 
unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue with them. For in doing so, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear them. Somebody had explained this earlier to mean that it has to be take it to yourself first, first, then to the doctrine. And there are some people who have preached in the world circles, they've said, the root why certain people in the midst are mannerless and not Christ-like in their attitude is because we have taught them too much word. So this scripture has been misused and misrepresented to mean you ought to take heed to your life. Be a good person. Be, 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 be holy. Be careful. Be righteous. Be godly. Then take heed to the doctrine. So how, how will this work? What is the power of the gospel if I must take heed to myself outside of the gospel first? And I said at the very best, 1 Timothy 4 verse 16 is saying, take heed to yourselves even unto the gospel or the teaching. Take heed to yourself in view of the doctrine. The doctrine has the capacity to produce Christ in your attitudes. He said, my little children of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. And this is not a referendum outside the gospel. The man is saying, I labor to get you saved by the word. I also labor by the same word that Christ be manifested in your character. As though was, heaven was let loose at a particular Guinness minister's conference. Two pastors bolted. You see, this is all we are saying. Uh, this is all we are saying. The moment we, they are the ones talking now, the moment we try to shape on people, they will come and say, it depends on the word. <laughs> Some of you may have the idea. I remember, I'm telling it's not a story sermon today. I remember a church where I learned to quote scriptures in the Lord. Thank God for the man of God. He's, he's voracious, vociferous, bombastic attitude of quoting scriptures rubbed on me. And I, I, I love it. Though I I've come to see that he only quotes Psalms and Proverbs more. And that he, he does not quote, he only refers to scriptures. <laughs> Whatever this means to you, it may be a slight, you may say. This church was on fire. A quote. We will come to church at 7 in the morning. We will pray through 9. They will start service and pray through 10. Singers will sing for two hours. <laughs> the singers, one of the guys who just hold psalms, who just take psalms, just open to any psalm and begin to sing it. I don't know where he got it from. He was very explosive. 
there was no keyboard just a conga, small conga drum inherited from somebody from the village it was explosive then suddenly some members of the choir one person in the choir got pregnant for one person in the choir and the man of God was so devastated he was on stage crying he was so sad then he began to preach on sin 13 weeks he preached on sin various types of sins before 13 weeks was over two other members of the choir were pregnant again for two other members of the choir sometimes you get very nervous and saddened and terrified over people's attitudes and then you begin to employ gimmicks treacheries human education and philosophies to tame or to train only the word what did he say do not deceive he said even communications corrupt good manners evil communications corrupt good manners you are you are badly influenced he said that first corinthians which and verse 33 you are badly influenced at first corinthians 5 and verse 6 he said your glory is not good no it not that a little contamination could not be in the whole long and then it comes to first corinthians 15 and verse 34 he said awake to righteousness awake 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 deliberate Romans 6 14 Sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law but under grace. Deliberate. So the argument of oh boy, these people are bad, <coughs> they're misgiving. Find a way outside God's word is not terrible. He has to be by the word. Anyway, in my stories, listen and listen, please. I'm at one Gillet meeting. And a lady said, a doctor, woman, one time pastor somewhere, it said, why do you always impose your ideas on us? You have just done it again. You have imposed your ideas on us. And let me honestly declare to you that you are glib and uncertain and unsure and you leave room for people to own ideas and to part with philosophies that go down with their ideologies the moment you leave them discretionally to choose what part of scriptures to believe you are a bad teacher of the bible to face with the truth face to face with the word they must be left with no option than to believe the word or believe the word this is how it is in the bible i could i could start preaching on that again but that would take my time and if you are not a bible student or you don't understand the bible message you always think that a pastor like like i am or a preacher like i am is proud looks as if i'm saying i'm the writer i'm the holy spirit i'm the originator of scripture but it's not so i'm only saying that this 
is the truth you must agree with. He said, the God will come from you. He said, that one is absolutely no. <laughs> I've answered it myself, rhetorically. The God, God will come to you alone. He said, no. If any of you is spiritual or you're a prophet, then you must acknowledge what I'm saying as a commandment of the Lord. If any man be ignorant, let him be ignorant still. First Corinthians 14, verses 35 to 38. At first John 4 and verse 6, God's word tells us something very powerful. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby knoweth the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not saying that we should be die hard, disagreeable, violent, vehement with what we believe. I'm only saying that. We should be able to clearly teach scriptures with certainty so that nobody is left with the option of an own choice. We must get people to submit to the referendum and the authority of scriptures. Everybody must submit to the word. We must let them know that there is something to believe. There is something we must all agree with. This is what I do, I tell them. There is something we must agree with. There must be somebody responsible for teaching us. Somebody must be responsible for guiding us, for letting us know what we all should agree with. It is not the person. We're not, we're not talking about the person. It's not, it's not uh, all eyes on you, Pastor. No. Oh, oh, the great. No. But we must all know that there is somebody great. God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, the Son, and that we must believe. There is no space for your own idea. There is no space for your variety, your choice, your sentiments, your digressions, your deviations, your, 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 your divisive nothing. The word and no more. We must all agree. Some folks find it very difficult to agree with me. And what is the meaning of this? Uh -uh. Do we all love Pringles? No. Do we have special preferences? Of course we do. Is it true that one man's food is somebody else poisoned by action? Yes. Is it true we have aberrations yes is it true we have genetic modifications and differences is it true some will have dimples others don't some can roll their tongue others cannot is it true some who can others cannot yes but not so with the word of god such varieties and differences do not and must not exist with the word you and i must all agree the ideology of denominationalism is satanic. It is not God who will have denominations. There is only one church. It is called the book. There is only one church. It is called the body of Christ. Churches are not known by names. 
touches are known by him in him church of God in Christ is more important than tamukul end time global power ministries conflagrations sometimes things are very confusing I will give you one what is the meaning of redeemed Christian church of God what does this mean redeemed one Christian two church three of God four all saying the same thing it is called repetitive tautology <laughs> you see what are you you see it just, it just shows how shallow many of us are and there are other names like this that show people are very shallow all these denominational sentiments I'm of Paul I'm of Apollos our church is not scriptural we only have the body of Christ what is the holy sense Ephesians 4 verse 11 seal we all come in the unity of the faith when I got this some years ago I became calm I became very calm it helped me a lot that we all are going the same way must go the same way I'm meant to believe the same thing must believe the same thing I became very relaxed I never knew that people in the church were hostile to such attitudes I didn't know people in Jeanette are hostile to that mentality that we must all agree with the same thing say ah how must we agree with you we're not of the same parents now I said no we have the same blood of Christ the same family we are really of the same parents we are because we're not born of the spirit of God we have the same lineage the same brotherhood the same fraternity the same maternity the same kingdom the same spiritual empowerment the same trait the same God we are in the body of Christ the same body the same God. so let's always have the mind that we must agree this is why when folks say things that don't agree with us I'm like where are you from and when anybody says something that agrees with us, I'm like, you are with us. No matter the church you attend. We are God. He that knoweth God, heareth us. He that is not of God, heareth not us. Hereby know with the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. First John 4 verse 6. And always try. try in time I preach to let people know this is what we should believe never come here and tell me what you think come here and tell me what we should believe yeah what we should believe don't tell me your ideas don't sell me your fears I have my own fears but we ought not to believe our different fears let's believe the word 
don't tell me your experiences. I have mine. They vary. They are inconsistent. Inconsistent. Human experiences are inconsistent. They keep changing. Even, even the old people know. I've tackled old people very, very well. And clearly I said, you are not consistent. I have tackled old people. 80, 85, 90, 100. I have tackled them before. And I have said, look, look, look. You are not consistent with your experiences. You said this, you said this. And many of them will agree, really, that life changes. Life changes. Some of them even say things that will make me tell them sometimes you are telling a lie. Because you say, oh, did I say this? I have forgot. You have forgotten now. Some old people forget names. How can somebody claim he remembers what happened 80 years ago? When he doesn't even remember my name, whom he just met five years ago. I'm at a particular meeting, ladies and gentlemen, next leadership meeting. And a man just stood. He was one of the leaders. He refused to speak. So I said, you must speak. You must speak. Then he stood up and said, thank God for this meeting. He said something that touched me. That set me thinking. After he had greeted us, we had been done on the way. He said, uh, may uh, maybe all that we have planned may all we have planned because we had a lot of plans towards the program he said may all we have planned come to pass uh, sorry 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 he paused and giggled <laughs> sorry 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 he said, all we have planned have come to pass already. Amen. Making a mockery of Rebo's creed. Then I stood up and I said, please, I want to address this. And he said, Rebo, stop. I want to address it. Everybody quiet. Sit down. Everybody quiet, quiet. He said, Rebo, don't, don't. He was Pastor Jide was almost pulling me not to talk. I said, sit down. Said, look at it. Look at, look at hypocrisy. See, see, amongst believers, please, is the fact that Jesus has done it the same as what we are planning towards camp in six months has come to pass? Are, are we not are you not a hypocrite look, look at what i'm saying the church of jesus so because i tell you what christ has done is done i have become a devil with the heresy so it answers to if i'm going to school i have gone if i'm about to marry i'm married and i have kids can you hear hypocrisy Instead of even a hypocrite, ask questions. 
we say Jesus has done it, yes, he has. And you can't argue. This is biblical. But I possibly will not come here and say the meeting we are planning to have in six months is done already. If, for example, you ask me to pray, I could say, in the name of Jesus, this meeting will hold successfully by the power of the accumulate declarations. But for me to say, all we have planned has come to pass, it's just hypocrisy. I've never said it before. It's 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 folly. Wickedness. When you attempt to plot against a man and you find yourself fighting against God, I think it's just extreme wickedness. And we can share something with you and then we close. A thought, a thought. Gospel chapter number 11. Mark. This is a very common portion of the Bible amidst certain people described as the word, uh, the faith movement circles. By the way, one of them, when um, one of the prophets at who works with Rema at Abuja while he was a student at FGC in Lori, I was on campus. I and Pastor Sojoya I and Pastor Sojoya were selling books. We were selling books for Reverend George. Well, Soji was selling, I was his friend. Who carry books to be sold? To FGC. For them to read, they will take back to go and sell. <laughs> I just such treachery. Books to be sold. Hagen books, Kayon books, some other book, Copland, Jerry Sadwell. We'll take it to FGC Fellowship, Federal Government College Lorry, to the FCS. They will read it. They will take it back. Imagine such treachery. Them who now works in Rema Abuja became so obsessed. And he wrote me a letter in 1989. 1989. He was second, he was secondary school. I was at the university. He said I was going to die that year because Kenneth Higgin told was going to die, and the man died. So I was waiting to die. Until I heard that he was in an asylum at Ibadan. Ah, since I did not die, I'm still preaching the word of God. Why are you telling us this story? Well, just for your information. That if I die, someone already said it. my sin. I was preaching things I preach today. Some of the things I preach today. Eternally saved. Healed. 
me share with you a thought that is common in the world of faith movement and how erroneous this is. At Mark 11 and verse 22, Jesus answering saith unto them, Have the God kind of faith. No! You just have faith in God. There is a difference between the God kind of faith There is a difference between having the God kind of faith and having faith in God. And I'll try to tell you. This scripture was very instrumental according to uh, Kenneth Erwin Hagen, late Hagen of the Rema Bible Training Center. Tulsa, Oklahoma, Johannesburg, India, Nigeria, etc. The scripture motivated him till he got healed of paralysis, etc. etc. So, I'm reading after him and he said his grandmother's Drake's Methodist Bible Grandmother Drake's, not Dick's, not finished in his Dick's. Drake's Methodist Bible has a marginal rendition saying that have faith in God could also be rendered have the God kind of faith. So from this, Hagen moves into faithful, 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 faithful. Now what is the problem? The problem is this. The believer. For being a believer. Does not need faith. To get what he has. As a believer. This is the greatest error. Of Kenneth Hagin and his followers. tell you, you don't have it unless you have faith. So, heaven is teaching you just confess it. That's all you need to do. Just say it boldly. So you are conscious of it. And then it will come your way. Just confess it. Just get up in the morning, say, I have love, I have love, I have boldness, I have boldness, I have boldness. I honestly want to appreciate the very great ministry of the Holy Spirit in teaching me some fundamental things that I could not have known in any other way. Because several things I'm teaching you in this church of fundamentals I have. My conscience bears me witness in the Lord. We are not taught me by human. 
one of the things I'm teaching in this church, some fundamentals, some basic things I teach you, were not taught me by human beings. Because even up to now, many human beings don't know it. So, if you say he was taught, then I'm asking, the man whom you say taught me doesn't know it. One guy blessed me. His name is Sammy B.I. He has a church at Blessed me so much, he taught me some things on faith. Before I began with my Bible, 980, he was, I met him in 1987, 88. By 89, I was on campus, I began to read my Bible myself. I began to. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I began to read my Bible myself in 1989. I had met Sam. I met him and I told him and I said ah I thank God for what you taught me <laughs> but eh, things have changed I said you don't you don't you don't know one one over hundred of what the Holy Ghost has now taught me on and on and on it's so it's so it's so the ministry of the Holy Spirit in teaching us it's mind-blowing. You can't even finish it. I mean, it, it's, it's a wide line. It's so great. But, can I be honest with you? I studied the Bible. Let's not just say, we don't study, but it just reveals to me. He just shows me what I should know. The guy that said I will die in 1989, he said, many times he will say this, he said he does not, he does not learn scriptures by heart. He doesn't memorize scriptures. He said, because God said, don't learn scriptures by heart. Because God told Hagin, don't learn scriptures by heart. God said, I will put the scriptures in your spirit and just draw it out. I said, he is a liar. I have read after Phyllis Janice Biggs as somebody who could quote chunks of the book of Revelation without ever knowing or reading it. In fact, there was a time Phyllis Janice Biggs quoted Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John with punctuations that I find very very great punctuations and I remember the name of Jack Van Imp Jack Van Imp is still alive Dex is dead Jack Van Imp is said to be the quote portions of Daniel and Ezra and Isaiah without ever reading it but personally personally I read the Bible a lot I've never quoted where I've never read. I will not lie to you. I have never in my life quoted the scripture I've never read over and over again. In fact, sometimes I read and I forget. 
as if forgetfulness is my spirit so i have to read again and again but if somebody says he can quote without reading i submit however this guy that will say he just pulls out of my spirit that's all he does i don't know scriptures by heart he's a liar aside the miraculous i just spoke about it has to be a miracle you must learn scriptures by heart to be able to speak it by heart that's the fundamental if it's possible maybe maybe geniuses on first class like delight can do it i don't know but for me i read very well why am i saying this to you i want to bring something up tell you the basis of his revelational sermons is Ephesians chapter 3 Ephesians chapter 1 meaning what Hegel will tell you that for many years he will pray Ephesians 1 from verse 15 and he will confess that the father of our Lord Jesus Christ the father of glory they give unto you the spirit of wisdom and so and so the eyes of understanding being enlightened and then he will move on to heaven to, to chapter 3 and he will say he will grant unto him according to which is in God to be strengthened and on and on and on and, I, and I'm wondering if Hagin prayed this prayer every day of his life for many years how come he did not know that the believer doesn't need faith to get what he got for being a believer i think there's a serious problem here instead of reading the bible and taking it the way it is the faith movement goes to this extra biblical thing of confessing than believing what is the thought ladies and gentlemen you don't need faith for the faith once you are in the faith you have what is in the faith so you don't need to confess to be righteous you don't need to confess to say he reveals to me he shows me i know things you don't need it to confess really is not about repeating with your mouth to confess is to admit and once you have admitted Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior and he has given you eternal life you have everything that is in the faith so that we don't keep this this thing that keeps talking about getting it and it brings me back to all I have been saying that when you refuse to discern the old as gone and the new as valid you will keep thinking of promises to be inherited to be claimed promises to get so you confess it instead of reading your bible and depending upon the holy spirit all you do is to sit back and say the lord will give to me the spirit of revelation meaningless the spirit of god is a teacher read your bible let him teach you don't fold your hands away and say you will give me 
Oh, you're not reading your Bible. Or you're not following principles of context. Literary principles. Principles of reading. Principles of understanding. Principles of Bible interpretation. Because whether you like it or not, the moment you read any portion of the Bible and you get a meaning from it, you have simply interpreted it. Don't claim you don't interpret. The ideology of interpretation is this. The meaning conveyed to you by what you read of a verse is the interpretation you are giving to it. So we all interpret our Bibles each time we read them. Each time. And the very funny thing is that most of us have this interpretation very each time we read them. And then we say, God is a God of colors. He's a God of variegated, colorful, manifold grace. Manifold grace speaks of the power of grace does not speak of the inconsistencies of God with the truth. Manifold grace speaks of the power of grace, variegated, does not speak of inconsistencies. He says this and this and this and this. How come Kenneth Hagin and the word of faith followers and movement preachers read Ephesians 1 from verse 17 and Ephesians 3 from verse 18 all their lives and still don't understand simple scriptures. How? What is going on? For example, one day I'm, I'm, I'm preaching somewhere and I'm sharing with somebody and a pastor was close by and I said Ephesians 6 and verse 18 Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. And the man said, no, 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 it's not like that. I said, what? The man said, no. The Bible says all manner of prayers. I said, all manner. Where did you get it from? He said, KJV. No, he said, um, amplified. I said, okay. So, what do you think of this? He said, it is not just in the spirit. All manner of prayer that can be in the spirit. Say, ah, well, we are going far from it now. All manner of prayer, all prayer in the spirit. And there's only one thing described in the Bible as the in the spirit concept. Praying in tongues. Praying in tongues. If I pray in an unknown tongue, First Corinthians 14 and verse and verse 14. My spirit. So we have the phrase defined. So when God says pray with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, it's speaking about talking with tongues. That's all. And then because we have been able to define, there is something called praying in the spirit. I'm praying in the one's understanding. Something called praying in the understanding, praying in the spirit. Something called singing with the understanding. 
and singing with the spirit we should not have confusion over this no matter how beautiful or lofty a prayer is if it's not tongues it is not prayed in the spirit and no matter how watchy a prayer is if it is done in tongues it is in the spirit this is the power of definition but then I'm, I'm all over town open my eyes and I'm saying nonsense which is more powerful praying or bible reading rock bottom analysis they are intertwined interrelated the bible teaches you to pray the more you pray the more you ought to have a desire to read the bible but when we're looking at basic analysis just like we are asking we are asking which comes first the egg sorry or the, the 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 hen or the egg the chicken or the egg which comes first the chicken or the egg the chicken cracks the egg and bets a chick where did the chicken come from to be able to lay the egg to bed the chick so we have to think of an intelligent creator this is where science and evolution theories for there must be an intelligent creator this is the, this is the safest the simplest the most cogent and the only biblical standpoint of view God created all things by his power so we don't argue for too long so we're asking now Bible or prayer and I'm saying it is the Bible first the Bible informs prayer but many of us are looking at prayers from the angle of ourselves so we are forgotten that it has to be the word of God first more important than your prayer is the word of God because sometimes you need to know his will before you pray right or you are wasting your time it does not mean more word less prayer I don't believe in this theory no 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 it doesn't mean that the more word less you pray it just means more word better prayer it doesn't have to be less it could be better because when you understand God's word you will see that under the Old Testament they prayed based on needs in the New Testament you are satisfied with life you, you still pray yes if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and repent of their wickedness and seek my face I the second Chronicles 7 and verse 14 I the Lord God will hear from my holy heaven and heal their land call upon me he said some 15 from verse 15 in the day of trouble I will hear I will help I will heal your land so need pray need pray in the New Testament for example he says after all things are done rejoice evermore <laughs> pray without ceasing in everything give thanks to God you are not praying because you have a need you are praying because of relationship God's word teaches relationship 
A brother was tackling me on this. A brother said, which is more important? Relationship or praying? I said, I'm very sad and surprised you're asking me this question. Which is more important between asking? He said, he's not asking. I said, ah, what is prayer now? We all know what prayer is, don't we? He said, no, it's not prayer. He's not, he's not asking. We are turning it again. It's, it's just prayer. I said, okay. What is more important between talking to one's father and being born of him? He said, ah, I got it. It's okay, sir. Don't worry, sir. I got it. Did you really get it? Did you, are you sure you got it? That understanding who God is to you and who you are to him is more important than talking to him. Because on the grounds of this understanding will you build a healthy life of discussion or dialogue. It's even important in marriage. I have, I have some stuff, some stuff bursting within my mind on marriage. So powerful that you will have less problems when you seek to understand your spouse's personality each time. Instead of just fighting you when, you, when you locate your spouse's personality, then you must locate your spouse's submission to God's word. Because several believers are not submitting to God's word and they are married. So what is the issue? Once you are not submitting to God, we have problems. So you must know this my husband or wife doesn't submit to the word. They don't believe in scriptures. They're just professing without acting in the word. So you must deal with them understanding they don't believe what you believe. It will save you problems. You, you, you fight less. Because when you are trusting the Lord, they are trusting the flesh. When you believe in the power of the spirit, they believe in the power of drugs. Many things like that will keep happening. When you say, let's give, they say, give what? We need the money, don't we? All right. So, primarily, ladies and gentlemen, the most important is the word. It is by the word we can understand and know God. We are filled with the consciousness of the truth. We are in the faith. We won't get it. We got it. When I play the keyboard, let me close. For it pleased the Father, Colossians 1.19, that in him should all fullness dwell. Colossians 2, verse 9, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. 10, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. You are complete in him. So what else do you want? You know, I explained Ephesians 1-3 to you before in this church. I explained it. Ephesians 1-3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. 
So how do I get them to us? Father, all blessings you gave me, bring them to us. Is is you're not you're not reading your Bible, are you? So the faith movement says, just confess it. Once you confess it, you come to us. Oh, rubbish! Nonsense. What the Bible describes as spiritual blessings here is salvation. And verse 4. According, according, one, just one thing, salvation. Romans chapter number 8. Romans chapter number 8. What then shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for us, meaning what? Salvation. Salvation. Who told me? Was that it true? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Salvation. Can we say, God is for me. If God be for me, I'm speaking about salvation. He won't do it. He has done it. But because we have refused to understand the Old Testament is done away with, we keep thinking it's in the future. Promises. Promises. God will do it. Just believe. Have faith. Just confess. Just confess. I walk in love. I walk in love. I walk in love. Then you start walking in hate. Don't confess it. Believe it. Once you believe it, you take action on it. You may confess and not believe. If you believe, you will confess. Can I say it again? You may confess and never believe. Believe first, then you confess in your lifestyle. What does it mean to believe? To believe means to agree. To believe means to agree. After you have settled differences, it's a procedure. Take your time. Don't, don't be in a hurry. Don't prove any point. Stay with the word till you believe it. Don't, I'm this, I'm a big man, I'm great, I cross scriptures. Don't you are not fighting anybody, you are not competing. Stay, stay in your space and get it right. Get it right, get it right, get it right. Then it will influence you. Agree with God's word until it begins to influence you. says and let the peace of God live in your heart to the which you also have been called in one body and be you thankful let the word of Christ dwell richly in you God's word must dwell to the point of influence Colossians 3 15 and 16 he must dwell to the point of influence it is not a joke it is not a one day's job it's a lifestyle a lifetime influence you keep pressing you keep plowing there's no time limit or frame there is no time bracket just keep pressing and pressing hallelujah any questions
question before I close? Alright, let's turn to our feet. If you have a question, you will write it and give it to me on Friday. 